Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. And welcome to a special edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Chris Wilson. I am the lesser of your two esteemed Niner Noise podcast hosts and a frequent contributor at NinerNoise.com, as well as other various sites around the web. Although I'm coming to you fresh off the 49ers thrilling 9 nothing victory over the Redskins in D.C. on Sunday, I am not here to talk about field goals or long snappers or even punters. Sorry, Mitch. Instead, today's episode features a very special guest, former San Francisco 49ers team captain and current Bay Area broadcaster, number 93, defensive tackle Ian Williams. As both an analyst and a former member of the team, Ian's able to provide some interesting insight into the 49ers' undefeated start to the year. I think you'll really enjoy our discussion about the Niners' defensive turnaround over the first half of the 2019 season, and I know that you'll enjoy Ian's final record prediction for the team. All right, let's bring on our guest, Mr. Ian Williams. Hello, this is Chris Wilson for the Niner Noise Podcast. And our guest this week is former San Francisco 49ers defensive tackle and current analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area, Mr. Ian Williams. Ian, how you doing? Chris, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, Ian, I can tell you the pleasure is all ours, and we really appreciate you joining the Niner Noise podcast to talk some undefeated 49ers football. Sure. All right, let's jump right into it then. Well, Ian, you played your entire career in San Francisco, and you were certainly a, uh, a fan favorite, so it, it makes sense that you made uh, such a smooth, successful transition uh, into broadcasting, where you now work as a sports analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area, as well as 95.7 The Game. Some ex-NFL players with a real knowledge of the game go into the TV radio arena with uh, mixed results, see Monday Night Football over the last couple of years. While many others try to take their experience and uh, knowledge at the NFL level and turn that into a successful coaching career, you're certainly qualified for both. So 
Why did you choose to go the broadcasting route? Uh, well, I was a broadcasting uh, major from TV. Uh, was my degree in college, so uh, I figured after school, you know, that would be something I would get into. You know, once I was done playing. Do you see yourself as a potential coach in the future? I mean, do you have a, a passion in that area? Or are you a guy who's just really destined to be in front of a camera or behind a mic and an analyst that 49er fans can expect to see, listen to, and learn a lot from for years to come? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm just kind of riding the wave and seeing where it takes me. Um, I've been blessed to be in a situation where I can kind of uh, – pick and choose kind of like what I want to get into. Um, but, you know, broadcasting is, is going great right now. It's been fun. It's helped with my uh, my speech and, you know, being able to communicate with people and fans. Um, so, you know, maybe coaching is in the, you know, in, in the future one day. But as of right now, I'm just trying to uh, go, with, uh, go with the wave that I'm on, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it it, uh, it absolutely does make sense. I know that fans appreciate the work that you do, and you always seem like a, a natural on camera to me. Uh, my my one ask though, if you ever do decide to get into coaching, just please make sure it's in the Bay Area and it's not somewhere else. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, well we are definitely holding you to that. You spent time with the uh, San Francisco Forty ers during their short-lived glory years with uh, head coach Jim Harbaugh at the helm. And you were quite the steal as an undrafted free agent. That was due to uh, a prior uh, knee injury that you sustained at uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, I told my MCL uh, my senior year. So that kind of dinged me coming out of college. And I didn't play well when I came back for the bowl game. So I went undrafted. Yeah, in the uh, the lead up to the draft, I saw you projected as a you know, mid round guy at worst. So I just thought it was a very very lucky pickup for the Forty ers and uh, one that definitely reaps serious benefits going forward. And along with that, who was it on the Forty ers coaching staff who saw something special in you, you know, that you could be you know a future top ten interior lineman in the NFL and and even a team captain in your latter years. Um, I would probably say uh, Jimmy Jim Tom Sula. Uh, and when I first got out there in 2011, he really took me under his wing, and um, you know, just he was just a great coach, and he understood my my body, and you know what uh, what techniques would work best for me. And you know, he just he coached the hell out of me. So you know, I was, I was like the first guy that when I got out here, and then. I was lucky to come into a situation that had a lot of uh, uh, very good football players on the team. And I was able to sit back for a couple of years and be able to learn from those guys you know, just to being a professional. So I came into a great situation with a great D-line coach and then, like I said, great defensive players that were around me. Yeah, it was really a shame that the team had to part ways with Tom Sula after – hiring and then firing him just after one season, you know, cause they really lost a key defensive coach and, and that, that definitely had a serious impact on, on the defense after he left. But we do have the uh, pleasure, pleasure, 
I guess if you can call it that, of uh, facing off against Jimmy T this week in DC. So uh, hopefully um, Tom Sula forgot everything he learned and knew while he was the D-line coach in San Francisco and decides not to take it out on our uh, makeshift offensive line on Sunday. But prior to fighting your way onto the 49ers roster and learning from Tom Sula and becoming you know one of the best players at your position... You were a stud D lineman in college at University of uh, Notre Dame. So even before that, back in high school, you know you're a Florida kid who's being highly recruited by a lot of big name, top notch college football programs. Yet you choose to go to Notre Dame over some of the best Southern schools. What made you decide to go way north and way colder <laughs> up in South Bend as opposed to? a more temperate Gainesville or Clemson or something closer to home, you know, with, uh, you know, a lot less snow. Um, Notre Dame, they, uh, they recruited the hell out of me, to be honest with you. They, you know, they stuck with me from all the way until my, I want to say my sophomore, junior year, uh, all the way until my senior year, uh, when I was getting letters from them. Um, early in my career in high school, and then finally getting the offer letter my senior year to be able to uh, uh, go there and play. So, uh, like I said, they recruited the hell out of me, and then I, I felt like post career it would be the best fit for me because uh, it would challenge me, and then also it being a great academic school. I knew in the long run that'll help me, even though possibly going to a Florida uh, or. Uh, Georgia or Auburn or Clemson would have may have uh, been great, you know, on the field and stuff like that. But I wanted the best of both worlds. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's really impressive. You were certainly successful in the end by making the correct decision for your long-term future at you know a really young age. And I've heard the stories about your grandmother and her prediction that you'd end up playing for Notre Dame. So it's, it's really just a pretty cool, feel-good story all around. But uh, getting to the you know, actual topic at hand, the undefeated San Francisco 49ers of the 2019 NFL regular season, is there anything about this team in 2019 that reminds you of the successful Niner teams you were a part of during the Harbaugh era? I feel like, uh, well, I feel like, from from the whole top to bottom, they're they're very very deep at pretty much every position. Um, if you look at it from top to bottom, just like we did, uh, we had a lot of guys that you know who were backups or second or third stringers or on the bottom of the fifty three on practice squad that went to other teams and played very well and got Super Bowl rings or ended up getting released from here and got you know Super Bowl rings from other teams. So uh, we were a loaded roster. Um, but I feel like, you know, defensively, especially up front, you know, I saw how how far a great D-line can take you. Um, and pretty much every year, you know, at the end of the day, a defensive line, um, you know, quenches the game, whether it's um, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, championship a couple of years ago, where uh, uh, I'm forgetting the defensive end, um, shorter guy, uh, Brandon Graham. Graham, you know, had the strip sack at the end of the game to seal the victory. Um, you know, things like that, you know, um, 
you need a great D-line to be able to put pressure on quarterbacks and pretty much dictate the game. And I feel like we have have that now. And I feel like we had that then with Justin and Alden, Ray, Ahmad, you know, and those and our linebackers who were just, uh, you know, all over the field and pretty much that whole defense. Um, so I feel like they have that, they have that swagger. Um, and I feel like they've all bought into um, the system and I feel like they're understanding it. And uh, it's, it's it, the game's become slower to him, if it, if that makes any sense. The game's become much slower to the guys on the field, uh, where guys are able to step into, you know, positions and take time games. You know, Mosley, you know, being able to step out there and you know cover Odell Beckham, you know, pretty much all game and Jarvis Landry all game and not have any problems. That just shows you, um, you know, great coaching, guys believing. Um, and guys understanding their jobs and what they need to do and not trying to do anything more, anything less. So um, there's a lot of correlation between those uh, those hardball years and what Kyle Shanahan has going on on defense right now. <laughs> yeah, if you had asked me prior to the season who would win the competition between Beckham and E-Man on the outside, especially when you're essentially leaving them there all alone on an island, I definitely would have taken uh, OBJ and not the guy who actually won the battle. And, um, and the Niners are definitely taking a major step forward, and I think it's pretty obvious the defensive line is a significant part of it. But do you think that's the real reason why they've taken such a big jump in 2019? Is it the improved pass rush leading to improved overall defensive game? Is that the, the majority of it? I mean, obviously it's a team effort, but adding a couple of elite edge rushers like the 49ers did this last off season, it makes a substantial difference. But, but do you think it's the underlying reason why the 49ers have shown so much improvement in 2019? Uh, no, I feel like um, it's probably more of, uh, especially with the league. I mean, you, you got Jimmy G back, you know, this wasn't a bad team last year. So, um, you know, they got their quarterback back. You know, they weren't on the second or third string guy, you know, having to go out there and play games. They're they're a year older um, in the system defensively. Um, and like you said, they made, you know, off-season acquisitions that, you know, address key um, key positions on, on the roster. And, and you know, they, they hit, you know, for, for the time being, you know, it's, it's looking, you know, really good that they hit. Um, they, you know, scored on whatever they needed, everything that they needed to do and, and address in the offseason. So um, that's kind of what you're seeing right now, uh, which is why everything is meshing so well together with, with the team. So uh, the sky's the limit for the guys. I mean, the, you got to give, you know, people finally have to give you know, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and, um, you know, the the front office, a, a round of applause for what they've been able to do in, in such uh, short short amount of time. It has definitely been a very stark turnaround from last season to this season. And you can really attribute much of that to the front office and Lynch your hands offseason acquisitions. It feels like they've really brought in the right guys for the team. And, uh, you know, fans of the 49ers just hope that this high-level play continues for as long as it possibly can. With the 49ers defense being the focus, obviously, everyone's talking about the rookie, Bosa. You know, Ford's had some great games and continues to be more productive as he gets back to full strength. 
And uh, Buckner's the guy who sort of broke out on the national stage last season and you know, really should have been a Pro Bowl starter, you know, you know, at least in my admittedly slanted opinion. But what's the one off-the-radar thing that you've seen from this defensive unit this season that both analysts and fans just aren't talking about? Uh, um, I feel like, you know, what's one thing, you know, they kind of got the swagger. I feel like everybody kind of talks about the swagger. Uh, uh, probably just the, the, I guess, the mistakes, you know. Um, I feel like the team's really cut down on mistakes uh, that they had last year. You know, certain things where, you know, they would have a blown coverage or, you know, a miss a gap assignment or, or in me on a, a mental error on a play. Um, and I haven't really seen that. You know, I really watched the film on, on the guys to make sure, you know, everybody's on point and my analysis is on point with, you know, what guys are doing or not not doing. And um, I've gone through, what, five games now of a film that's looked really good. I mean, obviously you're going to have some, um, you know, some bad players in there and here and there. You know, it, it happens. You know, it's, it's football. It's not a perfect game, but um, guys are at least trying hard. You, you, you don't, you're not having mistakes because guys aren't unprepared or they aren't trying hard, if that makes any sense. You know, it's there's a mistake. It's more of, you know, a mental error. And, you know, now we know how to correct it. And, you know, we are, we're better now. Just like the first drive for last week or, uh, you know, last week when they played the Rams, that first drive, uh, you know, the Rams went down the field pretty easily. And then they came out the second um second drive and tried to do the same things and you know the Niners came to the sideline and they made adjustments and they were able to stop that and you know, the Rams weren't able to do anything else the rest of the game so um could that have happened last year I don't know, you know but I feel like this year you know obviously it's happening so uh whatever they're doing in the meeting rooms um training uh meal prep you know whatever they're doing you know they're they're doing it correctly so were you concerned at all after that first drive or halfway as concerned as, as I was after that first defensive drive? Because I definitely saw some flashbacks of 2018 coming back and thought, oh, no, not again. Don't don't tell me this Rams team just you know, has our number again in 2019. No, I wasn't uh, I wasn't too concerned. You know, uh, I just if, if it had happened again then I would have been concerned because every now and then, you know, you're going to you're, you're going to go up against a team that's uh, determined to you know, establish a, a, a portion of their game. And that's exactly what they came out to do. They wanted to establish a run. So every now and then, you know, teams are going to move the ball in, you know. So you're going to make, you know, mistakes and, you know, touchdowns and, you know, the yardage is going to be gained. But, you know, can you come back and make the proper adjustments and then can guys settle down and be able to move on to the next play? And they've been able to do that. Yeah, when the defense really came back to life on that second drive, I think that's when it – and it clicked for me that you know these guys are for real. Like this isn't a defense that's going to back down after allowing a team to you know run the ball down its throat on an opening drive. You know they're going to come back and be dominant like the defense that they are, and they've certain, certainly been dominant over the past few weeks. And they need to continue that dominance if they expect to uh, go deep in the playoffs this year. Ian, you're obviously considered an insider with the team, you know, along with Matt, of course. You know, given your experience in San Francisco as both a player and as an analyst with the team, 
So you're probably the perfect person to answer this question, which, you know, despite the 49ers record to date, still remains a, a pressing question yet to be answered for pretty much every fan of the 49ers. Is this currently undefeated? And in case you haven't noticed, I really do enjoy saying that, so I'll say it again. Is this undefeated San Francisco 49ers team really a legitimate Super Bowl contender in 2019? Um, the way they're playing and the way uh, they're built right now, I wouldn't say they're just contenders just for this year. I would have to say they're contenders for multiple years because of um, their core guys are all, you know, within their prime or entering or, you know, just now leaving their prime. So they have a good window of probably three to five years where they can run this thing up and have have something really special. You know, you have a quarterback who understands the game. Um, and as as a quarterback, you know, he's a signal caller, but basically he's a game manager. You know, most quarterbacks are game game managers. If you, you know, that's what Peyton Manning, that's what all these great quarterbacks did. They managed the game. They knew when to make certain checks. Um, they knew when to get out of plays and, and, and you know, change the, you know, protection calls and stuff like that. And he was, you know, with one of the greatest ever, you know, with Tom Brady. So, I don't know why people are so you know, surprised that, you know, this team's doing well or Jimmy's doing well. You know, they're they're built for, you know, the long run and then having, you know, guys like George Kittle and um, DeForest Buckner, Akilla Weatherspoon, uh, Jimmy Ward, you know. Um, uh, they have so many guys who are like, you know, that 25-year, you know, 25-ish that, you know, they're going to be able to lock these guys up, you know, for, you know, the next three to five years. And they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have a, a chance to really set themselves up to be like one of the greatest dynasties, um, you know, the league's ever seen because of, you know, their youth right now and the way they're, they're playing and the way they're, you know, they're, you know, they're throttling teams, you know? So uh, the sky's the limit for this team, not only in 2019, but, you know, and I would have to say, you know, pretty much the next, you know, like I said, three to five years. Well, I have to admit that was a more positive response than I expected when I when I asked that you question. Said, was I uh, it's good to hear. You said, was I expecting this from, uh, like, before the season? Oh, no, no, no. But I would like to hear your thoughts on that. It's like you're doing my job from right here. I just said that uh, your response was more positive than, than I expected when I when I asked the question, but... Did you expect this from the 49ers team before the season began? Well, uh, I mean, I knew they had the potential to do what they're doing right now, and this and this is what I expected last year, and this is why I was so, um, you know, uh, disappointed with how they, you know, finished up the season uh, because I knew, you know, this is what this team could be. Um and you know this is this is only the start for the team. You know they 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 have a a hard schedule on the back end that they're going to have to play through and finish out. Um, so they're going to have to continue to build character through the season. But did I see this before the season to be like undefeated and have a possibility of being like almost eight and zero? Because these next three teams, you know, the Carolina Panthers are really the only threat to really beat them, and they have their backup quarterback, even though he's playing very well. He's still a backup. Um, and this defense is playing really good right now. So um, this team has a chance to go 8-0 before they really get into, you know, NFC West play um, where they're having to play Seattle um, 
and then you know Arizona uh, later on this uh, this uh, next month. So uh, I didn't see it, but you know I, I'm glad that it's turning out the way it's turning out because, like I said, this team has had the potential um, with the youth and you know the way they're built. You know, since last year, it's just it was unfortunate when Jimmy G got hurt. I felt like this team could have really contended in the playoffs or pushed for a wild card position last year and, you know, possibly set them up for uh, a different run for this year. But, you know, things happen for a reason. They were able to, you know, stockpile. Uh, they had extra money and then they had a, you were able to get a high pick out of it, um, go after a neat position. Um, and they did that with Nick Bosa. You know, if he had a, if he had, Jimmy Garoppolo all season last year, um, you know, maybe you're middle of the pack or maybe you get that wild card and maybe you're not good enough and you lose. And now, you know, you're not able to, you, you're, you're picking, you know, 25, you know, uh, in the, in the mid twenties. And now you don't get that, that star player like, like Nick Bosa. Um, so, you know, things kind of, it, it's weird how things, you know, turn out and, and um, things happen for a reason because now that, that, that player or the that unfortunate situation that happened last year uh, with Jimmy G is kind of, you know, working out to our benefit now. Yeah. It certainly takes a lot of luck as well as a, has a lot of skill in this game. And well, that did not seem like a lucky circumstance in week three of 2018. If Grapplo didn't sustain that injury and you know, we probably wouldn't have bus on the team and we'd probably be having a different type of conversation today. It's pretty unlikely we'd be saying the word undefeated in this podcast. And along those lines, when I was asked early in the season whether I thought the 49ers were going to be a serious contender in 2019, or if the window was you know, just beginning to crack open and it was going to be more of a multi-year deal, I tended to err on the side of the latter. That maybe this was a 10-6 and 6 team, was still a year away from a legitimate Super Bowl run. But the way that they've just come out on defense and held quarterbacks in check over the past couple of weeks, if they can continue this high-level play, then the sky really is the limit for 49ers this season. Speaking of uh, Jimmy G, you know, the injury bugs just really hit this team badly during Lynch and Shanahan's tenure in San Francisco. But this season, they've found ways to overcome it. And we knew last year's turnover differential wasn't going to continue into subsequent seasons You know, at the same horrendous record-breaking rate that it was in 2018. So yeah, as a fan, I, I'm just glad that the 49ers have been able to hold on to more of the interceptable passes they were unable to last year and that some of the fumble balls have started to, to bounce their way a little bit in 2019 because that really was you know, the difference between winning and losing a number of games over the past couple of years. So when you spoke earlier about the window opening, I think over the past few weeks, the 49ers have demonstrated that their Super Bowl window is indeed open right now, and all signs point to it remaining open for the foreseeable future. All right, Ian, final question. What will the San Francisco 49ers' final record be in 2019? Man, that's a, that's a tough one because, you know, the way they're playing, you know, I don't see really anybody else that could really give them any problems. You know, the Saints are good. Uh, the Rams just got better. Uh, but still, those teams have their flaws, which is why, 
you know, the Niners are undefeated and they're not. Um, so, you know, at the end of, you know, this season, you know, will we be at full strength or will we have other injuries? I don't know. It's hard to really say. Um, but if I had to choose right now, you know, with, you know, or going off of what I've seen so far, you know, obviously things have changed down the road, you know, if they lose or, you know, um, injury or they start playing very bad in one phase of the game, um, my thoughts have changed. But as of right now, I have to say, you know, they might, you know, they might go down in history as one of the other, you know, undefeated teams the way they're playing right now. Um, so it could be one of those types of seasons where, you know, these boys, they keep, they keep, they run them off and they don't lose. So um, that's, that's, I'm going to have to go with that prediction right there. Well, I definitely like it, Ian, and we are certainly going to hold you to it. Early on in the uh, in the season, you know, after a couple wins, you know, I was saying, "Hey, you know, this this team's on track to go uh, sixteen and zero." Just sort of uh, you know, joking around, but then as we keep on winning games, I'm like, "Man, this is actually one of the better squads in the NFL." And you know, obviously, the 49ers are a long way from an undefeated season, and going sixteen and zero is extremely rare for very good reasons. So when it comes down to it, you know, I'd be quite content with a first round buy, like no matter the team's record or even a, just a trip to the playoffs, given what fans have had to endure over the past handful of seasons. But either way, we have you on record and we're holding you to it. So for Niner Faithful, you heard it here first on the Niner Noise podcast, Ian Williams, a 16-0 finish for the San Francisco 49ers, topped off with a deep playoff run in, in 2019. Ian, we uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk 49ers football here on the Niner Noise podcast. So um, tell our listeners, uh, where can they find you? Online, Twitter, social media, etc. Uh, iWilliams93 on Instagram and iWilliams95 on Twitter. Well, Ian... I look forward to having you back on the Nine Noise podcast here in a couple months so I can congratulate you on your correct 16-0 prediction for the San Francisco 49ers 2019 season. <laughs> I hope so. All right, man. Thanks again for joining us here on the Nine Noise podcast. Yes, sir. And that was 49ers number 93, Mr. Ian Williams, current sports analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area and 95.7 The Game former member of the San Francisco 49ers, and most importantly, fellow member of Team 16-0. And I can't wait to have Ian back on the pod in late December so we can properly celebrate our amazing foresight. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and make sure to keep an eye out for our weekly pod, which drops tomorrow, and will be jam-packed full of wide-out Emmanuel Sanders trade repercussion discussion, which will now have to be the title of that episode and in addition to discussing the implications of the 49ers blockbuster trade robert morrison and i will provide in-depth breakdowns of each one of last week's three field goals before previewing sunday's matchup with the four and two carolina panthers thanks for listening to the niner noise podcast part of the fan-sided podcast network you can find us just about anywhere from Apple Podcasts to Google Play to Stitcher to NinerNoise.com. So hit that subscribe button, leave us a nice glowing five-star review, tell a fellow faithful about the pod. 
And with that, fellow Niner fans, we will catch you tomorrow for another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.